0: Be quiet, canine. You're a very irritating computer. (laughs) Exterminate!
1: You're listening to episode 62 of Who's Who, PsyCon's very own show on Doctor Who. I'm Brecky Thomason, joined by Petter Mortensen. Hello, Peter. Hello, Brecky. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm having
0: some sound issues with you today, so if I say what a lot... What? It's because of the sound
1: issues. What? 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 What, what, what? What, what in the what? 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 Okay. Oh, yeah. So this week we have seen the Ribos operation, which is the first serial in a six-linked serial thing that comprises the whole of season sixteen, <laughs> which is known collectively as the Key to Time, uh, wherein the fifth Doctor is sent—sorry, uh, the fourth Doctor is sent—to search for the key to time, and stuff happens. Also, we have a new companion. No. On the whole, how did you like the Ribos operation? I loved it. It's a very different cereal, isn't it? It is. And
0: I might just go as far as to say that this is my favorite of all the baker's cereals so far.
1: You know, I am probably going to, dis, uh, to, to agree with you on that one. I was thinking that maybe Genesis of the Daleks is better. But come to think of it, this, this edges out Genesis of the Daleks ever so slightly. I think so I think it does. Yeah. It's really really good. So what did you like about it? What what was <clears throat> so great? Well, the story is cool. Mm. I
0: really like this idea of having an overarching meta plot over the entire season that he's gone the doctor has gone looking for these parts of this cube of time. Right.
1: Is that what it's called? Well, the key of time, I the think. The key of called time, it.
0: yeah. And that's basically a cube. Right. It's a perfect cube that's not perfect, but still.
1: Right. He's sent on this quest by Colonel Sanders, which is a Time Lord, apparently. Yeah. Who's called uh, the White Guardian. Right. Right. We're going to meet the Black Guardian later, but um, yes. Yes.
0: So we have the White Guardian now and he sent uh, the Doctor on this quest because otherwise something will go very wrong
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and time will be stopped. If he doesn't uh, find uh, this key of time, and I, I just love that idea that there is this, th- this is a self-contained story, the serial, but right. it ends with him finding one of the one of the parts of this key of time, and now he has five to go. Right, and I ju- I just love that idea. Uh, it just makes me more invested in the story when there's actually something larger at stake, not just like what's happening in these four episode series, are actually, something that will continue to follow,
1: right? Because and there's yeah, been too much of that, you know, like horror of Fangrock. Rock. What con- connection did that have to any other serial? No, ne- no, no. The, but- the next serial after The Invisible Enemy, no connection. Image of the Fendahl, no connection. Sunmakers, no connection. There hasn't been a overarching lore episode in in ages. I mean, last one I can remember is probably the Android Invasion, but that's because you know that was the, the end of the entire. Um, uh, story arc where, where we saw Benton and those kinds of characters.
0: Yeah, and, and the stuff we had with the Master as well, that, that was kind of, uh, mm-hmm. they tied together,
1: kind of? Sure, yeah, I, I can see that, absolutely. And then, you know, the Daleks and the Cybermen, of course, have appeared, and the Zygons have appeared, and we've had a couple of appearances of other, you know, traditional yeah, but, Doctor Who villains, but um, That's not really like the this. same. Yeah, no, nothing like
0: this. Mostly it's been the Daleks, perhaps, that's been, you know... Might have been a good idea if you saw the last Dalek Dalek episodes before you see this new one, but still, you'll be fine. Yeah. But here is actually a larger meta plot going, which I love, and also the story is really well well written. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. It has a couple of nice twists, and the production value is really high. Absolutely. For Doctor Who, I mean. Metal that actually looks like metal.
1: <laughs> yeah, we were Stop this madness at once. We were speculating about speculating about this in our show notes here where um this is probably a Doctor Who episode or a serial rather, where they borrowed a lot of props from something else that the BBC was working on at the same time. It must have been. Like the something entire room with the with the crown, that must have been from a BBC production about the the, the tower and the, the royal crown of England and so on.
0: Yeah, and all, all the all the props in general, all the furniture, uh the decorations, the rooms they're in, all the, all of that must have been just another BBC production. Must have uh, been. I'd be very surprised if they'd had the budget to make this. You now all the costumes, all the armor, uh everything. And, and kind of the only the stuff that doesn't the stuff that don't look good are generally. Typical Doctor Who things, like sure. you pointed out in our show notes, these staff-like weapons with weird rubbery things on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Those are obviously Doctor Who-made uh, things, mm-hmm. and they look terrible.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. They they really did, and th- there was like such an obvious contrast in these things. Like the the the, the piece of armor that uh, the Doctor is wearing in the final episode, where he's in disguise. That looked amazing. It looked like something taken from an Arthurian reproduction or something on those lines. Mm-hmm. But then he's holding this weird staff, which just looks terrible.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then K-9 comes in and ruins oh, everything. K-9. Um, but also, I want to say that the acting is really, really good. Mm. They Most of the time, supporting actors tend to be terrible in Doctor Who. As an overall rule,
1: yeah, uh, absolutely.
0: But but in this this one, so there's c- a couple of characters you actually cared about in a way that you know there there are some actors that can make you care about a character in just a few seconds. Sure, you see them on screen. Like there's this character uh, in Game of Thrones in Hardhome that you've you've never seen her before in that chapter in that in the, in the ser- in their series, but you still care what happens to her at the end of the episode.
1: Spoiler oh, is warning. this the uh, the the mother, I think? Yes. Yes, exactly. okay. Yeah. I, I exactly. know what you mean. You've
0: never seen it before, but at the end of the episode you go, Oh man, mm-hmm. that's horrible. Yeah. Like we had characters like that in this one. Bindro the heretic uh, was a fantastic character and a fantastic actor. Absolutely. When yes. when he dies, it's like, no, not Bindro. It um, was really cool. It was really a tragic figure. And and there's a scene between him and another supporting actor. His character is called uh, Unstaff. Right, yes. And they just have this discussion about... Uh, Benro the heretic has been branded a heretic on this planet because he believes it's a, a planet that revolves around the sun. Mm-hmm. And the rest of the, the, the mainstream religion is that the, the world is flat. And he and this Unstaff, who comes from another planet, uh, they have this discussion where uh, Unstaff validates what Benro's been thinking all along. And it's just perhaps a five minute scene, which is actually quite long. Mm-hmm. But they make a great job of it. At the end of that, I really felt for Binro. Yeah. And I really started to like Han Stuff. So uh, that is something that basically never happens
1: in Doctor Who. It's extremely rare. All.
0: Yeah. I can't remember once. Uh, Benson, sure. Mm-hmm.
1: To, uh, to an extent,
0: uh, I, yeah. To an extent, but he'd never had anything like this. Mm-hmm. So really impressive acting, uh, except for one guy who was really annoying. Uh, the graph. Yeah. The, bad, the main bad guy. I, I didn't kind of understand
1: annoying. him because he was overacting so terribly through the entire thing. He was just was screaming some... and looking into the camera and just being weird.
0: Yeah, he did look into the camera once. When he yeah. said, nobody fools the graph and lives. Mm-hmm. He actually did this sexy look into the camera. He was staring right into the camera. Right. Uh, but the only scene I liked with him was towards the end when he had this monologue about the wars he'd been in.
1: Mm. And he kind of uh, lost it. He, he was um, really uh, just acting a little bit out of character there.
0: Yeah, he was. And uh, that was the only scene where I actually could stand him right. at all.
1: You, you mentioned Binro, by the way. Um, just a small piece of trivia there. The actor who played uh, Binro, who uh, was probably the best actor in the entire series, or serial, mm-hmm. rather. Um, mm-hmm. The actor's name is Timothy Bateson. And if that name is even slightly familiar, it's because of two major roles that he's played. He was the worm in Labyrinth, the David Bowie movie Labyrinth. Oh. He played the little worm. Um, but he's probably best known for playing Creature in the Harry Potter movie, uh, Order of the Phoenix. Oh, okay. That's mm. nice. Yeah, Creature, the, cool. the house elf.
0: And on staff, according to you here in our show, it's called Nigel Plaskett. Right. Who's done work for the Muppets. Yeah. And he... the 2005 Hitchhiker's Guide movie. Right. Which I actually saw for the first time just three days ago. Hmm. Huh.
1: Interesting. Yeah, he, he, in, um for example, Muppets Most Wanted, he uh, did the voice of a couple of the performers. In uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, he was a creature performer, so he did a lot of puppets. Okay. In uh, Muppet Treasure Island, he was one of the Muppet performers. So, right. not many voices all the time. You know, sometimes he does voices, but most of the time he's actually performing Muppets. Okay. Huh. That's kind of neat. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting how uh, how some of these things work. But yeah, uh, Hitchhiker's Guide is probably his biggest uh, thing. But he was also in, you know, Alice in Wonderland from uh, nineteen ninety nine, and so on. Okay, um, he did um, uh, the Dormouse in that one. Okay, so this is actually done other stuff. That's kind of neat. Mm? So, what did you
0: like the most about it? You said you liked this. It seems like you like it as much as I did. Oh,
1: absolutely. So, um, uh, one of the things that I liked about this is there were definitely three different factions in this serial, which is quite quite rare. Most of the time, it's the Doctor versus the bad guy. Here it's the doctor and a couple of crooks and a couple of other different kinds of crooks and they're all kind of competing against each other and there are temporary alliances and people are tricking each other back and forth and so on. Yeah. And I like that setup because you know obviously you're you're cheering for the doctor's side to win but you don't really know where you have both of the other factions. No. Which is you know quite unheard of really in Doctor Who. Uh, most of the time like i said it is you know the good guys and the bad guys and yeah. sometimes there's another group of good guys being set upon by the bad guys which is why the doctor's there to help yeah so so yeah i i really like the uh, the overall setup and i think the con men the the two con men that we met um you you've mentioned one of them of course um who was uh stuff and the other's name was uh, was it garen yeah garen yeah i think so yeah um both of them were very, very interesting characters and um, just did so many interesting things. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I would love to see them again. Uh, I've double-checked. They're not in any other Doctor Who serials ever. Mm. Um, but still, you know, they, they were interesting characters. And I would just, you know, I was moved by, by their plight and the the way that they were trying to do these uh, cons and so on. Hilarious yeah. stuff.
0: Yeah, those, uh, they were really good. I also liked um, another supporting character, Sholak, uh, who's the graft a like an older, more gruffy man. Right. Uh, he felt like something, and a lot of this felt like something out of, of Game of Thrones. It felt a bit like Castle Black, um, Hunstaff, and, uh, and Garen. Mm. They kind of reminded me of, of, of uh, Brother of the Night's Watch and Samwell. Right. That, uh, on stuff was kind of a kind of clumsy in the beginning, and he had big clothes, so he looked kind of round. And but yeah, Sholak looked like some gruffy northern soldier from from uh, Winterfell, right? And while the graph was terrible, uh, there was actually kind of a moving scene when Sholak finally bites the dust, despite the, the, fourth, the weird that, the,
1: thing that he says there. He says a weird thing. He, he says a very... Let me, let me just play that quote because, okay, the scene is the following. It is the near middle of the final episode. Uh, there's been a cave-in down in the catacombs and people are dead. And this guy, Sholak, he's dying because rocks have fallen on top of him. And, and um, you know, they're, they're all going like, oh, no, you're, you're dying and so on. And he, and he says the following. My guts flat. I'll get you out. You'll be all right. Did, did he just say my guts are flat? I think he did. What does that even mean? I mean, sure, I understand it from a literal perspective, but if you've just been crushed by, by rocks, wouldn't you go, ah, God damn shit. Ah, I'm dying. No, you know, no, obviously not. You say my guts are flat.
0: I'm gonna to have to see if there's a transcript for the rebus operation. <laughs> uh there is. Okay. Uh you you keep talking about uh the characters and I'm gonna look this up.
1: I, I just googled my guts my are My Guts flat, are flat and
0: yeah, he says my guts
1: are flat. That that's what I thought. That yeah. is what I thought.
0: He really does. <sighs> so otherwise weird. some Brit will uh, otherwise some Brit will come in and, and tell us. There was one other thing. Can't remember what it, yeah, never mind. One of the early episodes we didn't hear was somebody was saying, we. I, I think we thought it sounded kind of dirty. Oh, you mean this one? I shall complete the repairs of the improved fighting robot. No, that no? was something else. We didn't hear what it was. And okay. You thought it was a dirty word well, or just a curse. Because that
1: one I, I heard the improved effing robot.
0: Right. Yeah, it was something else. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> not a funny story when I don't know the details.
1: No, so. no, not really. But, mm. yeah, my guts are flat. I, I love it. If if I'm ever crushed by falling rocks, that's what I'll say as I die.
0: I hope so. I hope I'm there to mm. hear you say it as well. Yeah. We've forgotten one important character, though. Romana? Romana. Mm.
1: Or as her uh, proper real name is, uh, Romana Dvorad Redwood Yes, that one. I'll or, call her Fred. <laughs> Her, uh, originally the shortened form of uh, Romana Dvora Tretundlar, I think, uh, it was supposed to be Romi, but they changed it to uh, Romana. I'm kind of glad they did. Yeah. Romi would have been nice though. It's short, nice to the point, but yeah, Romana is, it's just a better name. You know, it rolls out the tongue and it sounds sophisticated just like she is.
0: Romana. But Lila... It's real baloo, Roman. Yeah,
1: it works. So, how did you like uh, Roman Adwora Dwindler? Mixed feelings so far. I mean, she's really
0: cocky in the beginning, absolutely. And it had this. I'm not a big fan of cocky characters in general, be they male or female.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I think we had this discussion before, but at the same time, it was really nice to hear someone. Talk back to the doctor, sure. in a way that even though lila could like scoff at him and be her general you know poor like self most of the time mm-hmm. she didn't actually have that the intellect to talk back to the doctor. they never gave her that
1: right not in so, not in the same way that Romana does absolutely
0: and she's supposed to be quite young, mm-hmm. she's like one hundred and forty years old. So she's obviously like a teenager, more or less, like a cock teenager.
1: Right. We we learned that the doctor is somewhere in the 750-year-old range. Yeah. She says 759, he says
0: 756. Yeah. Uh, so she kind of plays up that role. But, but as the episodes progress, she becomes less and less cocky and more and more respectful of the doctor. Hmm. Basically, you she might have tested better at the Time Lord Academy than he ever did. But he has more experience. So that's kind of thing. Um, but I do kind of like her. She's very different from Leela.
1: Oh, yeah. She's the, the polar
0: opposite of Leela. Yeah. Yeah, she's smart and she's intellectual and techni- she, she has technical knowledge. She knows how to fly a TARDIS, mm-hmm. uh, stuff like that. So I'm interested. I want to see more of her before I kind of put a stamp of approval or disapproval.
1: Yeah, absolutely. He's going to stick around. Oh, sure, sure. And they've said as much too when I've uh, just read up just very briefly about her is that this character that she starts as, uh, it softens over time as she realizes that her academic knowledge might not be enough and that she uh, really uh, respects the doctor for his um, experience and uh, realizes that there is a balance to be found in there as well.
0: Now, that's kind of the feeling I get already from these episodes.
1: Sure. Yeah, there's a notable change between episode one and four in the series, uh, in her um, her acting. So what did you think? First impressions? Um, First impression was really that I didn't like her. Um, But that changed rather quickly as um, she started, um, you know, just interacting more with the doctor rather than just being haughty and superior. Yeah. you know, already by the second or third episode, I was already going like, yeah, okay, sure. You know, she's no Leela, but um, she'll be fine. You know, she, she'll do the job. Mm-hmm. They they originally didn't intend for there to be a new companion here. They they were originally hoping that after Leela left, they were hoping to get uh, Elizabeth Sladen back as Sarah Jane Smith. Right. But she uh, declined their offer. So they were forced to find somebody else and they, you know, created Romana. I'm kind of glad they did. In a way, Sarah, yes. Sarah's time's past. Yeah. And I, I don't like the idea of reusing companions. No. Uh, they they have their purpose and they have their role to play, but they all leave for a reason. And um, Sarah Jane Smith's story ended in a pretty interesting way because she wanted to go home all the time and she was eventually sent home, kind of. Yeah. Um uh, And that works, you know, just leaving that story hanging where it is.
0: I wouldn't mind bringing her back in for, like, one serial.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh Just as a, not as a recurring character, but just, just a, a sporting character in, in one arc. Right. Um I wouldn't mind that. I kind of like how they, they treat some of the, you know, the companions in New Who uh, with Rose and with Mikey and all of those guys. If you say uh, so. How they kind of... Appear and disappear and uh, and get reused and um, but they never become full companions again. I wouldn't mind that, but yeah, I'm glad she they they have a brand new
1: companion. Right. It's it's going to be interesting to see how she uh, grows into the role because I to be honest I haven't even checked how long she stays on the show, uh, but I, I get the impression that she's not you know extremely long in the tooth. In, uh, in the
0: serial, but uh, if I've understood everything correctly, and I've read very little about this as well, uh, she'll be here for the 16th uh, season, yeah, and then in the 17th, she'll regenerate. Interesting.
1: Oh, yes, it, I do seem it, to remember reading something about her regenerating into um, Romana 2. Yeah, Romana 2, yeah, right. So, there's
0: something like that coming up, uh, which should be interesting to see another. Yeah, I mean, see, another character.
1: Right, because I mean, um, so far the Doctor has been the only one that regenerates into, um, well, essentially the same character and we continue to follow him. Yeah, so that's going to be interesting. Mm-hmm. And I, I double-checked, yes, you, you're absolutely right. It is the uh, the first episode of season 17 where the character of Romana is now played by Lala Ward rather than uh, uh, Mary right. Tam.
0: Right. And I, I'm just going to come out and say it, I find her very pretty. Okay. I'm just say that.
1: Just looking at the pictures, I've got to say that I do find Lala Ward more
0: pretty. Fair enough. I haven't actually seen pictures of her, so we'll find out.
1: We'll uh, put links to both in the show notes so people can, uh, <laughs> you know, hit us up on Twitter and uh, tell us what they think. Uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> Go ahead. Hit us up on Twitter. I'm at PetterM M. Brekkies at Brekkett.
1: Why do not, you why not, do this on all of our shows now? Not to be nowadays? confused with Brexit, though. Right. No. That that's a completely different thing. That's a completely different thing. Which, if I'm allowed to be political for a bit, I do not support.
0: That's up to you. Mm. I'm not. I'm not going to say either or. Right. Because you're you're a nasty, I'm, because I'm dirty Swede. So I'm not going to get involved. Mm.
1: You're neutral. Uh, We're in neutral. Did you for... did you ever see the 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 um oh what are they called the um Norwegian uh, video guys shrimp something. Ah, I forgot. They they did a, a Captain Europe video. Okay, and the uh,
0: same same guys who did uh, what does the fox say?
1: No, 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 no. The, these are the um, um, they're uh, they're YouTube guys that make um, 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 funny videos. Um, Oh those guys? Yeah, those guys. Look it up. Put it in the show notes. Pistol Shrimps. That's their name. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll put it in the show notes. Don't worry. Uh, but they, they did a funny uh, Captain Europe, so like what would the various um European countries have for their own Captain America kind of character? Oh. Oh. hmm The Swedish one was pretty funny. I can imagine. hmm hmm My uh, favorite of course was Ukraine, but you know. Well yeah. Just wait until cool. people see the movie or the, the clip itself.
0: Yeah. Go look it's in the show notes. I'm mm. pointing downwards right now. I don't know
1: why. Because that's what people do on YouTube.
0: Yes. Yeah. The doobly-doo, they call it for some mm-hmm. reason. i mm-hmm. think several do it now.
1: Down Conf- in the doobly-doo.
0: Confusing. Mm. Um, I'm too old for this shit. Um, <laughs> so, yes. Uh, hit us up on Twitter. Um, yeah, yeah. 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 We don't have comments anymore. I, I, I saw no. that on uh, Nothing Important happened today, last week. Uh, we don't have comments anymore, so hit us
1: up on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. No, we're, we're getting something comment-like uh, in a bit. But uh, I'm still working on the uh, development of that part of the, of the website.
0: And if you want to hear more about that, go uh, listen to Nothing Important Happened Today
1: from last week. Yes. And it's a doozy. <laughs> it really and, is. Yeah. Mm. So uh, anyway. do we have anything else to say about this before we start looking into uh, our rating of the Ribos operation?
0: No, I don't think so. I think this is, as I said, one of the best Tom Baker series we've seen. I think it's, and considering how good Baker's been generally, is one of the best Doctor Who serials I've ever seen.
1: Right. So where would you put uh, it possibly, on a one to possibly. ten scale? Right.
0: Now that's the hard part, isn't it?
1: Your best Tom Baker so far was an eight. Which is yeah. uh, also what you gave the Enemy of the World back in the days. Yeah, but because Enemy of the World was really good. Yeah. You've given an 8.5 in the past to The Mind of Evil. Also You've, given it to The Seeds of Death. And Planet of the Daleks. Yeah. So there's been a couple of high ones. And you gave um, a 9 to Planet of the Spiders. We both did.
0: Planet can't of the Spiders. That was, was about. really good.
1: It was the final uh, Pertwee episode.
0: All right. Right. Hmm. Yeah, that was really good. Uh, The problem, of course, becomes uh, uh, how this is all related. Like The relations between the various doctors, one doctor, like a nine for Pertwee might not be that impressive compared to what a nine for Baker would be. Yeah,
1: no, I I agree with you. Absolutely.
0: Uh, Like the seeds of death. Uh, a lot of that came from the camera work. It's one of the things we've gone back and praised so many times. I'm still kind of sad that they never went forward with that. Sure. Like The camera work in Seeds of Death made it a lot better than perhaps the story actually was. Mm-hmm. So it's difficult. And I have quite high expectations of next week, or in two weeks, uh, because Douglas Adams comes on as a writer now Yep, uh, for the Pirate Planet. And sh- what's it called? Shada? Shana? Um uh, no, the Stones of oh, uh, Blood is the next one after it. Yeah, but he write Oh, didn't he write he write one more, I think. Shada.
1: Shada was an unaired episode, uh, as part of the seventeenth season. Let me look.
0: Uh Douglas Adams. Let's see, just to make sure. Anyway, um, he wrote uh Pirate Planet and Shada. Okay. And then he co wrote City of Death.
1: Right. But he's together uh, with
0: Graham Williams under a pseudonym.
1: Right. But he's script editor for he most is. of uh, the future episodes. He is. He is. So I have really
0: high expectations.
1: Sure. No, absolutely. It's hard,
0: it's hard not to when it's Douglas Adams. Um so I don't wanna go I don't wanna like put a nine on this and then it turns out like the Pirate Planet is
1: Amazing, even more
0: brilliant, and I'll be forced to give it a 10. Mm. But at the same time, this is better than uh, Genesis of the Daleks, even though Genesis of the Daleks had some like more philosophical questions about uh, punishment and stuff like that. Um, but I think I'm gonna go with 8.5,
1: which is the exact same
0: number that I was gonna go with.
1: Oh, what a surprise! Mm, I know, right like uh it's almost like we planned this although we don't which is the amazing thing uh but yeah so 8.5 uh, yep. is our average and we will be back in two weeks with the pirate planet which I am also really really looking forward to so talk to you then bye